0: hey rookie big board listener before we get to this episode i want to make sure you know about the 2022 rookie guide volume one is out now it is over 130 pages chock full of rookie insight 90 player profiles mock drafts player values comparison to devian dynasty value and so much more head on over to patreon.com slash the ff educator and get your copy now episode 100 of the Rookie Big Board Podcast. I am your host Matt Hicks the FF Educator. This is a very special milestone episode and it is appropriately dropping on day one of the 2022 NFL Draft. Since this is episode 100, since this is the end of a long draft cycle where we've watched a lot of tape, talked about a lot of prospects, I thought I would do something that I consider to be tremendously fun and I I am going to give you 100 things that you need to know about the 2022 NFL Draft, and I'm going to do that by giving one quick fact here on 100 different fantasy football relevant prospects before we jump into what is probably going to be a longer episode than than usual, but we're going to move through these quickly. I want to quickly reflect on how appropriate it is that this episode is dropping just before the 2022 NFL Draft. Almost a full Year of the rookie big board overwhelmed here with the downloads with the people that are subscribing, overwhelmed with the growth of the rookie big board Patreon. Uh, You know, hundreds of members now over 150 members in the Discord. So many folks have been supporting the growth of this. And I just want to say, I tremendously appreciate it. It has always been about the process for us. And so, you know, when it comes to draft night, it's really exciting because we get to start seeing the results of that process. And importantly, we get to start thinking about how we adjust and grow the process moving into next year, right? So I'm so excited uh, for all of the listeners that have been on this entire journey through this entire draft season we're finally going to get to see some landing spots and start translating that a quick reminder here that the updated 2022 uh, rookie guide will be available to all patrons all patrons No matter which level you're at, the Sunday after the 2022 NFL draft, 130 pages, 90 player profiles, updated with 2022 projections on all of these players. Patreon.com slash the FF Educator if you, for some reason, are not in on it already. All right, here we go. Rapid fire here. I told you we're going to start towards the bottom of my rankings. These guys aren't exactly in order, but you're lesser known names to more well known names here. And we're going to start here with Julius Chestnut, the running back out of Sacred Heart, 6'1", 215. I know we have some Chestnut truthers in the Discord. In 2019, here's our stat on him. He had 293 rushing attempts for 1,513 yards, 5.2 yards per carry, and 11 touchdowns. And if you are not familiar with Sacred Heart, that is in my home state of Connecticut, so got to give him a shout-out. Thor Thornton, the wide receiver out of Baylor, ended up running a 4-2-8-40 time. We originally thought he had a 4-2-1, which would have been the best 40 time ever in combine history. Still a really fantastic 40 time. Isaiah Weston, 6'4-210, averaged 23.9 yards per. Completion in 2021 and 24.5 yards per completion in 2019. So I know you have gotten folks to ask me about Isaiah Weston. Did not get a tape review in on him. A FCS guy, but definitely somebody who may end up being drafted at the back end of day three there and will have some relevancy moving forward. CJ Verdell, the running back of Oregon, has completely fallen off a cliff. Don't even know if he will get drafted necessarily, but as a true freshman and sophomore, he stole the Debbie World here. 399 attempts. He had 2,238 yards and 18 touchdowns, so it's hard for me to completely give up on C.J. Verdell. His most recent two years, year and a half of tape, really have been quite hoarded, but those first two years were really fantastic. It's the tale of two players throughout his career. Skyler Thompson, the quarterback at a Kansas State. He will be the first Kansas State quarterback drafted since 2009 I'm going to briefly pause here so the listeners can yell at their uh, yell at themselves, maybe yell in the car if they know the correct quarterback here, the last one that was taken from Kansas State, that would be Josh Freeman, Brock Purdy of Brocktober fame. That might be his stat in and of itself thing you need to know about Brock Purdy here, he started 48 games in college, so he's an experienced player, including 10 as a true freshman, and if you're not familiar with Brocktober fame, Brock Purdy has historically, over the last couple seasons, started off slow in September and had these huge October months where he had some big game moments here. Dustin Crum, the dual-threat quarterback out of Kent State, Crum led the Golden Flashes, Uh, to two seven-win seasons and a 3-1 and season in 2020. Prior to that, Kent State had only had one other seven-plus-win season since 1987. So he was a huge piece of a successful run for the Golden Flashes. Peyton Hendershot. Hendershot's four touchdowns in 2020 was second on his team, despite getting just 23 targets in a six-game COVID-shortened season. So four touchdowns out of 23 targets. That's pretty impressive. Steven Carr, kind of a forgotten-about player. He ended up uh, at Indiana, but he started at USC. He was a five-star recruit in 2017. He was 20th nationally, and he was the third-best running back recruit in the nation. Master Teague, this kind of feels shady, but my uh, thing you need to know about him, he's the lowest-ranked quarterback in the 2020. 22 rookie guide with a tape evaluation Jack Cone he led the Big Ten in completion percentage 69.6% in 2019 I think it was a big reason Notre Dame ended up taking him as a transfer from Wisconsin Cameron Harris listen Cameron Harris is so tough because I really really liked his 2020 tape it's much better than his 2021 tape which is really really not good I hope he ends up getting a drafted still because I think he could be a really fun player and he was out of Miami. Snoop Connor, running back out of Mississippi. He had one touchdown every 13 carries in 2021. He had 130 carries and 13 touchdowns for Mississippi. He ended up being a big part of that rotation when Jerry and Ely was out as well. Mike Harley, 57 receptions in 2020 and 57 receptions in 2021. Did that very quietly. He was first in receptions for the hurricanes in 2020 and second in receptions for the hurricanes in 2021. We'll get to that leading uh receiver for miami a little bit later remember ty freifogel 19.5 yards per carry in 2020 ty freifogel was a bit of a star during indiana's COVID run right indiana team that perennially you know is not a competitor had a big run it looked like they had a shot at the big Ten title there for a little bit in 2020 and ty freifogel stretching the field was a huge part of that Hey, how about Ronnie Rivers? 681 career carries, 150 career receptions in five years at Fresno State. If you are a college fantasy football player, you are going to miss Ronnie Rivers being a really consistent part of the CFF landscape. Daniel Bellinger, the tight end at a San Diego State, was second in receptions, 31 for San Diego State University. He has—he's an athletic. We haven't talked about his tape, I don't think, at all. But he's athletic. He holds on well through contact, and you know, I think he's going to be a sneaky selection I definitely think he's getting drafted Kennedy Brooks had 31 career touchdowns in 37 career games for Oklahoma that was the running back for the Sooners Tyler Goodson of the Cyclones Iowa or I'm sorry the Hawkeyes the Iowa Hawkeyes I apologize to Cyclone fans and Hawkeye fans they're not going to be happy about that mix up at all 1,151 rushing yards was fifth best in the Big Ten in 2021 Letty Brown back-to-back thousand-plus-yard seasons for West Virginia, and he had 67 combined receptions in 2020 and 2021, so athletically a little bit of a jag. I don't even know if he ends up getting drafted, but I think he's somebody who could hang around a practice squad, and we're going to miss him on the C2C and CFF landscape, I can tell you that much. Speaking of, you know, guys that have made an impact in the CFF world, college fantasy football world, how about Jalen Warren, the running back out of Oklahoma State, 1,216 yards and 11 touchdowns in 2021, and he played his first two seasons at Utah State and took a big leap of faith transferring and ended up really being a featured part of of that Cowboys offense in 2021 Abram Smith the running back out of Baylor had 31 solo tackles As a linebacker in 2020, 2020, he converted to play running back in 2021. Tyrion Davis-Price, I swear, he had the quietest 1,000-yard season ever in 2021. This was a guy that we had just waited a while. He was a four-star recruit. We were waiting, waiting, waiting for him to break out. And then nobody even talked about him when he actually did break out. How about Makai Polk out of Mississippi State? He had 105, yes, 105 receptions in 2021 for Mississippi State in that Mike Leach air raid offense. That is nearly three times as much as he had combined in his first two years at Cal, which was 36. He transferred to Mississippi State, and my goodness, did it put him on the map. Trey Turner, he was a really sneaky Senior Bowl invite. That is a is an important thing to know because it usually tells us that the NFL is interested, but then he went to the Senior Bowl and disappointed. So he's somebody that I'm are having a really hard time pinpointing. Caleb Ellaby, the quarterback out of Western Michigan, 41 touchdowns to 8 interception ratio in 2020 and 2021, projecting early day 3 draft capital for Caleb Ellaby. Chakori Roberson, 8 for uh, Wake Forest, wide receiver from Wake Forest, 8 receptions and 8 receiving touchdowns in 2020 was 2nd in the ACC, and in 2021 he also had 8 receiving touchdowns. That was good for 4th in the ACC. Jareth Stearns, I have to tell you, there is probably no player that I am more excited uh, to hear their name called during draft weekend. And I hope it happens. I think it'll happen. It might be round six. It might be round seven. But Jared Stearns led the NCAA in receptions? Touchdowns, receiving yards in 2021 in his first season with Western Kentucky after being a zero star recruit transfer from Houston Baptist. What a freaking amazing story. And we'll talk about Bailey Zappi in a little bit as well. Kyle Phillips led UCLA in receptions in 2019 with 60, 2020 in 38, and 2021 with 59. And this is not the UCLA offense is not a high volume offense. They don't pass the ball a ton, right? So to lead them you really have to be a key part of that offense to lead them in receptions for three seasons Jalen Naylor the field stretcher from Michigan State had a career 16.9 yards per uh, completion or not yards per catch and that's really impressive and I think it speaks well to his game he's a he's a field stretcher he has great acceleration he has great hands in the deep third I hope he kind of finds himself in a similar role in the NFL Sincere McCormick, 3,229 rushing yards for the running back out of UTSA, the Roadrunners. 34 touchdowns in 36 career games. He ended up being second in the NCAA in rushing yards in 2021. Reggie Roberson Jr., 2018 was his year, and I know we're pretty removed from that, but he was the hotness back in 2018. He was kind of one of the first guys to be that SMU transfer culture. Remember, uh, Sonny Dykes kind of built up this culture of guys uh, transferring back to Texas, uh, being a part. Of, of, of SMU, that Dallas culture, you know, that, that's kind of when they rocked that, rolled out that Dallas script uh, that, that I am so in love with as a uniform. He had 53 receptions that year. He had eight or 50, 50, 50, 802 receiving yards and a return touchdown. So he really was about it. Suffered a little bit of an injury, a few setbacks. Uh, Devontae Price, he's 6'2", 215. And I got to tell you, just Google Devontae Price. I mean, this dude is yoked up. This is one of these guys, that we're going to see the picture in training camp here of him you know rocking something that's that's super tight and, and it's just going to go viral on twitter we're always good for one a year cole turner uh i should i should mention i know some of these names might not be as familiar Devontae price is the running back out of uh fiu cole turner the tight end out of nevada has 19 combined touchdowns in 2020 and 2021 That was good to lead the Mac in touchdowns in 2020. That's when he had 10 that season. Jalen Weidermeyer went 32 receptions, 447 uh, receiving yards and six touchdowns as a true freshman at Texas A&M. Burst up onto the Debbie scene and he just has slowly, slowly, continually fallen in value. I have no idea where Jalen Weidermeyer is going to go in the NFL draft, but I can tell you it's not going to be high. Uh, Chagosium Akwongo, 4.52 4.52 40 time. That's the tight end out of Maryland, whose name I can never get right, even if I get it right in my head. Uh, that 40 time is 94th percentile for tight ends. Very fantastic. Ty Chandler, very steady, always the running back two for Tennessee at four, for four years. And then he goes to UNC, gets the shot to be the guy as the grad transfer, goes 1,092 yards and 13 touchdowns for the Tar Heels. Jake Ferguson, super consistent. He plays four seasons for Wisconsin, goes between 30 and 46 receptions all four seasons, goes between 300 and 450 yards all three seasons, and goes between two and four touchdowns all four seasons. And I think that's what he's going to be in the NFL. I think he could have a really long career just kind of being a guy that hangs around the roster, is a good NFL player, but probably won't be that significant for fantasy football. But hey, you never know. Charlie Kohler, the tight end out of Iowa State, uh, weighed in or measured in, I should say, as 93rd percentile in height for tight end, in 93rd percentile in arm length for tight end. You combine that with a good pass catcher and a, and a fairly athletic tight end, and you have somebody who could be sneaky good. Keontae Ingram ended his career with USC, was originally out of Texas, he was a high four-star recruit in the 2018 class, he was the running back six overall in that 2018 class, so a high recruiting pedigree. Speaking of, Justin Ross, the ever-controversial Justin Ross, and this is why, this is why folks are so excited about him, and one of the big reasons, 46 receptions, and 1,000 yards, I'll let you do that yards per reception math on your own, as a true freshman on a Clemson team that had T. Higgins, Amari Rogers, Hunter Renfro, and oh yeah, by the way, Travis Etienne as well. There's a loaded team, and Justin Ross as a true freshman on a program that really doesn't usually push freshmen out onto the field early was really, really impressive. So Quandre white the running back out of South Carolina was the top Juco running back in the 2020 class. Ended up transferring from Florida State where he was actually playing linebacker before the transfer. Here's my favorite one. You've actually heard me mention it before, but I couldn't not give this stat. Jelani Woods, the tight end that everybody has fallen in love with after an awesome combine. He's 6'7". Six, 6'7". Seven. Six, seven. 251, and he was recruited originally at Oklahoma State to be a pro-style quarterback. Absolutely fantastic stat. Amika Mz, a wide receiver at North Carolina State, had at least 47 receptions in every season from 2018 to 2021 for the Wolfpack. And if you're familiar with the Wolfpack offense, they don't throw the ball a ton. So that's a pretty good consistent threshold to just be a featured part of that offense. Dontario Drummond. In 2020, he had 25 receptions, and then in 2021, he bumps up to 67 receptions. He ends up finishing 6th in receptions in the SEC in 2021. Isaiah Likely, the tight end at Coastal Carolina, had 27 uh, receiving touchdowns in his career with the Chanticleers. He led the Sun Belt in touchdowns with 21 in 2021. Isaiah uh, Pacheco... Out of uh, Rutgers, the running back, four three seven forty 40 time, 95th percentile for the running back position. Kevin Harris, the other running back out of the University of South Carolina, 1,138 rushing yards and 15 touchdowns in 10 games in 2020. If you remember... For folks that you know can recall, here that was the year that everybody expected true freshman Marshawn Lloyd to come in and steal that job from Kevin Harris. And Lloyd ended up suffering an injury, and he took advantage. Our Kevin Harris took advantage of the opportunity and ended up getting more touchdowns 15 than games in the season. Jeremy Rucker. Uh, the guy who I've been hyping up a lot leading up to the NFL draft. He was the second overall tight end, the 37th overall recruit in the 2018 class. He was a high four-star recruit. So again, just trying to emphasize here that Jeremy Ruckert's stat box isn't going to be overflowing, but he was a highly sought-after guy coming in, and I think he is going to be a highly sought-after guy coming out of college. Charleston Rambo, oh, almost skipped one. Grant Calcaterra, SMU tight end. Nine touchdowns in his first 17 career games. Remember, he started with Oklahoma. He ended up at SMU, and he ended up having a cup of coffee at Auburn. Never actually saw the field, but he was originally going to transfer to Auburn from SM, from Oklahoma, and then ended up going to SMU. And remember, the reason that he transferred is because he actually medically retired from Oklahoma spent some time outside of the game, was medically cleared to come back, and then finished up his NFL career. That medical retirement was based on concussion, by the way. Charleston Rambo was 8th in receiving yards for Oklahoma in 2019. That's a pretty good Oklahoma team we're piecing together, huh? I wonder if they did any good that year. Yeah, I think they did. 8th in receiving yards for Oklahoma in 2019, and he was 5th in the ACC uh, with seven hundred and forty-three receiving yards for Miami, uh, fifth—I'm sorry—he was fifth in the Big Twelve in 2019, and in. 2021, he was fifth in the ACC with 1,172. That was a tricky, tricky note that I wrote down. By the way, we're halfway through here. That's 50 stats. we got another 50 to go here, and we're going to continue on with Romeo Dubs, the wide receiver out of Nevada. He had back-to-back 1,000-plus yard receiving seasons in 2020 and 2021, 17.3 yards per uh, catch in 2020. Zonovan Knight, Zonovan Bam Knight, Here's one for you, and I think this one actually might shock folks here. He had 30 kick returns, 30 kick returns, special teams now we're talking about, with an average of 30.8 yards per return and three kick return touchdowns. Three kick return touchdowns in college. Ja'Shawn Corbin, the running back out of Florida State, was the eighth all-purpose back in the 2018 class. He's a high four-star recruit. I mentioned he's an all-purpose back because I think he's a great runner between the tackles, but I think he has a real home run upside. Damian Pierce, the running back out of Florida, uh, after being completely, you know, relatively irrelevant the first three years at Florida, he ends up finishing his senior season with 13 touchdowns in 13 games. Greg Dulcich, the athletic tight end out of UCLA, was a zero star recruit, walk on, wide receiver convert, and we saw him absolutely take over that offense. Cade Otten, the tight end out of UW, the University of Washington, was third in receptions with 28 for Washington, despite missing the second half of the 2021 season. Bo Melton, wide receiver out of Rutgers. Uh, Ended up coming in 94th percentile for wide receivers in 40-yard dash time with a 4-3-4. And his his 1.5 second 10-yard split was 88th percentile. Speaking of great combine performances for wide receivers, Kevin Austin at an Notre Dame was 94th percentile in broad jump and 87th percentile in vertical. When you combine that with his acceleration and ability to, to feel the boundary well and, and have, be a presence, that makes a really exciting upside player who I do think is going to capture pretty decent draft capital. Eric Azukema, uh, the wide receiver at a Texas Tech. Ready for this? In receptions, he went 42 receptions. In 2019, he went 46 receptions in 2020, and he went 48 receptions in 2021. That's what I call a consistent presence and consistent improvement there. Jerry and Ely had 700-plus yard seasons in all three of his seasons with Mississippi, despite having just 384 career rushing attempts. And that's a running back out of Mississippi. Calvin Austin had two punt return touchdowns. In 2020 and 2021, one each season. So I think he's going to have a role as a special teams guy either way. Wandale Robinson was third in the NCAA in receptions with 104 in 2021. Wandale Robinson, a fun story where he left his home state, Kentucky, ended up transferring back there. Really awesome. Danny Gray, the third highest rated JUCO wide receiver in the 2020 class. Remember I talked about these SMU wide receivers? building a culture of transferring in and becoming impact players after transferring in as a JUCO He immediately got 1,251 receptions and 13 touchdowns in two seasons. Khalil Shakur, 192 receptions in three seasons from the wide receiver from Boise State, but I wanted to put that in context with the fact he also had 71 rushing attempts and four rushing touchdowns over his career on the Blue Turf. I mentioned him earlier, or his teammate earlier, that's Bailey Zappi, the quarterback out of Western Kentucky. He led the NCAA in passing yards with 5900 seventy-six passing attempts he was ninth in passing completion percentage in 2021 and he also was a zero star transfer from houston baptist pierre strong south dakota state was his only fcsd one offer that's pretty surprising for somebody that folks are hot, are holding in in real high regard i always like to point that out just to say you never know where these prospects are going to come from it makes this part of the process really exciting hey how about this one villas jones jr Spent a lot of time in college, six seasons in college, four with USC, two with Tennessee. He had 120 receptions over those years, but he had 122 kick returns. So he actually had more kick returns Then receptions. Now, I will point out that stat is really weighed toward his USC experience, but he does have two return touchdowns on his uh, career mark as well. So we're talking special teams a little bit here in the middle of this episode. James Cook, the running back out of Georgia, was ranked 41st nationally in his class, the third highest all-purpose back in the 2018 class. And for those who follow recruiting, they know 41 national is a very, very high four-star. David Bell, 86 receptions for 1,035 yards, 7 touchdowns as a freshman for the wide receiver from Purdue. A huge reason that folks have been stashing them on their Devi squads and C2C squads for a while is because he had a really early breakout age there for the Boilermakers. Tyler Beatty led the SEC in rushing yards with 16 04 in 2021 really impressive for a running back that most folks consider undersized. I don't know, maybe it's just me, but if you can run for 1600 yards in the SEC, I don't think you you play undersized, that's for sure. Desmond Ritter, speaking of rushing ability, Desmond Ritter, 28 rushing touchdowns with uh, throughout his college career. Tyler Algier, a zero star converted linebacker. We're hearing that a lot, huh, this year. A lot of these running backs are converted uh, linebackers. He ended up with two 1,000 plus yard seasons. I know I've knocked Tyler Algier for his fantasy purposes, but I got to tell you, just from his own personal sake, what a fantastic story to, to be able to, you know, walk on essentially uh, in the and convert from linebacker and end up with two 1,000-plus-yard seasons. Jalen Tolbert out of the University of South Alabama. That's a small school. He did have an offer from Michigan State. I like to point that out. He wanted to stay home. He was intentional uh, about being at South Alabama and being close to family where he could play. Hassan Haskins running back out of Michigan had 20 touchdowns in 14 games for the Wolverines in 2021. That's a stat I like. I think that touchdown ability and strength is going to translate to touchdown potential in the NFL. Brian Robinson Jr. Now, folks, knock Brian Robinson Jr. a lot because it took him a while to end up being the starter, the guy, the sole guy, you know, leading the Alabama running back room. But in 2018, which was his second year on campus, I want to break down the running back room that was presented in front of him when it was really time for him to start competing. Running backs, freshman running backs don't play at Alabama, right? So heading into his second year, here's the running back room in front of him. Damian Harris, yeah, turned out to be a pretty good pro, pretty good uh, pretty good NFL player. Former first round pick Josh Jacobs, pretty good fantasy player, pretty good NFL player. Former first round pick, and by the way, top five uh, fantasy football rookie right off the bat, Najee Harris, my running back one from last year. Oh, and Jalen Hurts was in that room as well. So, Brian Robinson Jr. not getting touches early in his career, I think is pretty understandable. John Mechie, speaking of Alabama players here, he was the sixth highest ranked player in the 2019 class out of the state of New Jersey. I point that out because Alabama chooses where they want to recruit, and for them to go up and intentionally recruit Mechie out of New Jersey, I think is pretty relevant. Kyron Williams, the running back out of Notre Dame, 31 touchdowns in 24 games combined 2020 and 2021, did that on the ground, did that through the air, we still love Kyron Williams, Christian Watson a 1.46 10 yard split is the 97th percentile for wide receivers uh yeah combine that with that speed and that's pretty impressive oh also combine it with a 136 broad jump that's 98th percentile so super athletic player he's still raw we got to develop him a little bit but you can understand why he may go in the back end of the first round or the top of the second round Trey McBride the tight end out of Colorado State his 90 receptions were more than the next three relevant targets on his team and if you do the math essentially he basically has more receptions than everybody else on the Colorado State team combined last year but despite that he had just one touchdown because of the offense that he was playing in running back Samir White out of Georgia. Had is was ninth nationally, the first ninth overall nationally, the top running back in the 2018 class. He was of course a five star, and he is two far seven sports's 176th all time running or all time recruit. A lot of numbers in that one. I apologize, kind of stumbled through that one. By the way, we have 20 left. We are pushing through here. We have 20 facts, 20 things you need to know about the 2022 NFL draft left. Alec Pierce, wide receiver out of Cincinnati, who I like a ton. He's one of my favorite sleepers, if he could still be considered a sleeper. 93rd percentile vertical jump. He was 90th percentile broad jump, so he's super athletic. Carson Strong, I think this one's fun. He had exactly 70.1 Passing completion percentage in 2022 and 2021 but he threw the ball 355 times in 2020 and 522 times in 2021 that's a lot of consistency there Rashad White's 43 receptions running back Rashad White at Arizona State's his 43 receptions in 2021 were five short of leading the entire team in receptions Sky Moore the wide receiver out of Western Michigan was recruited to be a cornerback he was the 217th ranked cornerback in the 2019 class and I've said this before but I think that informs the way that he plays the wide receiver position because he could tell in my opinion on tape it looks like he can tell where the DB wants to be and he just beats him there. George Pickens, wide receiver out of Georgia. He led the Bulldogs in receptions 49 and receiving yards 727 as a true freshman. I think I mentioned this on the last episode here, but folks have been waiting a long time. To learn where George Pickens is going to be in the NFL. So whether you're on Pickens, whether you think it's overvalued, I you have to be excited for the people who have had George Pickens, some of them, on their Devi squad for four years now, and they finally get to learn. It's one of the things that's so fun about Devi. So even though I don't think I'm as high on Pickens as a lot of people, I'm really excited for the Pickens stands because they've waited for this. And so it's going to be exciting when they learn his landing spot. Jahan Dotson had 12 a wide receiver out of Penn State had 12 receiving touchdowns in 2021, the rest of the Nittany Lion wide receivers, the rest of the entire team had 13 combined receiving touchdowns. By the way, I got to see Jahan Dotson get three of those receiving touchdowns live in one game last year. And let me tell you, the dude is explosive. Jerome Ford, I've told you this stat before, but I have to remind folks, I just talked about the depth of the Alabama running back room. Jerome Ford was a four-star recruit that originally committed to and went to Alabama before transferring to Cincinnati. So, ends up at a a group of five school, but was a power five recruit. Jamison Williams, a lot that you can get into with Jamison Williams, but it's hard to not just simply point out 19.9 yards per reception in 2021, and he wasn't just a guy that that had low volume or only stretched the field. I mean, Jamison Williams was catching curl routes, he was catching out routes, he was doing drags, and he was just absolutely dominant in that, so 19.9 yards per reception isn't just him catching deep balls, it's him doing a lot with the ball after the catch as well. Sam Howell, the quarterback out of North Carolina, before Sam Howell got there, the two seasons before, the Tar Heels were 5-18 combined. He ends up starting as a true freshman for them and goes 21-17 in three seasons at the helm. That's pretty impressive. That's a a really impressive turnaround in a tough division. So I know we think of UNC as being in a good place football-wise now. They really weren't when Sam Howell took over that program as a true freshman. Drake London, 88 receptions in eight games in 2021 before the injury. I'm telling y'all... I know we've cooled a little bit on the Drake London hype. If Drake London had not gotten injured and had played through the rest of the season, I think he would have been in the Heisman conversation, and I think we would have had a much different view of Drake London. I still won't be shocked if he goes uh, 10th to the New York Jets. Malik Willis, when he transferred from Auburn to Liberty, it was as they went D1. So it's kind of that's I think that's a pretty fun s- stat in the sense that Malik Willis has been there for the entire course of, of Liberty transferring from FCS to D1. And with him at the helm, they went 18 and 6. So that's a pretty impressive start uh for a team just getting up to the next level. Isaiah Spiller, the running back out of Texas AM, was a top 10 SEC rusher. After all three years with Texas A&M including as a freshman in 2020 as a sophomore he was third in rushing yards in the SEC when he ran for 1,036 yards all right this is another trivia question here ready Kenny Pickett had 52 starts for Pitt he had 12,303 passing yards which was second all time in the ACC so I'm going to pause again whether you're you know outrunning. or whether you're in the car, whether you're at the gym, I just want you to shout out the answer here. If you think you know the first all-time passer uh, in terms of passing yards in the ACC, all right, you had enough time. I bought you enough time. It was from 2000 to 2003. It was Philip Rivers with uh, 1,000 or uh, I'm sorry, 13,484, and that was with the NC State Wolfpack. Number seven, Brees Hall, Consensus All-American 2020 and 2021. It's hard to be a Consensus All-American two years in a row. And uh, you understand why some folks think he's the consensus running back one, but he's not the consensus running back one for everybody. Because uh, I do have the next guy, Kenneth Walker, just slightly above him right now, and we'll see what happens post draft. But I thought it was interesting. Kenneth Walker had exactly 579 rushing yards in 2019 and 2020 with Wake Forest. Oh yeah, so that's interesting in of itself. And then you know, let's just tack on an extra thousand plus yards, so he goes from two. Two back-to-back uh, just sub 600-yard seasons, and then goes for a 1600-plus rushing yard season for Michigan State. Just. Four left here, just four more stats left. Garrett Wilson, the wide receiver out of Ohio State, a five-star, the second overall wide receiver in the 2019 class, the third-best player out of Texas overall, 424th all-time by 247 Sports. Hey, here's another trivia question. I mentioned he was the second wide receiver in the 2019 class, a very good class. Debbie folks out there, recruiting folks out there, anybody remember the wide receiver one for Jaden Hazelwood? Keep yelling at yourself and freak out everybody at the gym around you. It was Jaden Hazelwood. All right, so I think some folks might be three for three on the trivia questions. Just go ahead and let me know, even if you're absolutely lying to me. All right, Traylon Burks, the top prospect out of Arkansas, the state of Arkansas in 2019. He was the top guy. He chose Arkansas over Clemson, Florida State, LSU. And I pointed that out, you know, I think that's really interesting because how different of a path may Traylon Burks have had? I'm sure he would have been able to make an impact at Clemson. I'm sure he would have gotten volume at FSU. I'm sure he would be, you know, considered in this long line of talented LSU wide receivers. But would he have been used as creatively, as differently, as uniquely if he didn't really need to be like the guy? And so I think it was really interesting. He chose to stay home and it really worked out in in a very unique way for Traylon Burks. Alright, Chris Alave had 50 receptions in just seven games in 2020. Remember, COVID shortened season, especially for the Big Ten, and he had seven touchdowns. And I point that out because you know it sounds like one thing to have seven touchdowns in seven games, but Chris Alave really felt like that Justin Fields, Ohio State offense. And I thought Chris Olave could have come out and been a first round NFL draft pick last year. And, you know, he's really, it's looking like locked in to be a first round pick. this year, So I just, I've loved Chris Olave for a while now. I'm really excited to see where he lands. And then the last one, the 100th thing that you need to know about the 2022 NFL draft, it's going to be about Matt Corral. I love Matt Corral. It seems like a really a fiery one to finish up with here. It has a little bit to do with his rushing ability. It has a little bit to do with his competitive toughness. He led Mississippi in rushing attempts with 152 in 2022, including, and this is really the fun fact here, the (laughs) third. 30 rushing attempts he had in week 6 against the Tennessee Volunteers where he ran for 195 yards and absolutely got the crap kicked out of him and just kept getting back up and just kept running the ball. And that tenacity and competitive toughness is what won mississippi that game so he ended up with 30 rushing attempts and 38 passing attempts so he had more uh rushing attempts than completions in that game i believe he had 23 so there you go 100 things to know about the 2022 nfl draft this is a special 100th episode of the rookie big board Again, I have to tell you all, thank you so much for subscribing, for downloading, for reviewing the podcast through the first 100 episodes. It's been an absolute pleasure to be on this journey of the 2022 NFL Draft. It's not ending. We do rookie coverage, rookie analysis. It's going to be a ton of it post-draft. But also through the summer, if you are not already uh, a part of the Patreon, I highly encourage it. If nothing else, just try it for the month of May. Because you are going to get the Rookie Guide at at any level. You could join for a dollar. Get in on the Discord. 150 plus people. Super active. You have to give it a shot. Patreon.com slash the FF Educator. And as always, and especially this episode more than ever, I appreciate you checking out this episode of the Rookie Big Board.